Welcome to the Boricua American Podcast, where we talk about a whole bunch of stuff related to being Puerto Rican and American. From our own personal experiences, growing up bicultural, to highlighting Boricua people, events, history, good, bad, almost everything in between. <laughs> I'm your host, Nancy, and normally my no eh, and normally my lovely sister, Yovani, is here with me, but she is unavailable this week. So I have a special co-host with me. My hubby of 19 years, Chris, he is a self-described watered-down white guy who from day one fell in love with our culture. Because, like, what's not to love? Hi, Chris. Thank Hello, you. Hello, Nancy. <laughs> Thank you for having me. I uh, Yes, I am a watered-down white guy. And I love the Puerto Rican culture. I love the culture. I love the people. I love the island. And if you've heard any of the previous... Um, programs that I have guested upon, you know, I love the food. So it is a pleasure to be here and an honor, if you please. Thank you. <laughs> and hi, Yovi, if you're listening. Hey. As always, our dear listeners, thank you for your support. We are on the socials. We're on Instagram at Boricua American or at Boricua American underscore podcast. On Facebook, we have a group we would love for you to join. It's also under the name Boricua American. And you can email me anytime with questions, comments, suggestions for future episodes. I'm at nancylynnpinto at gmail.com. Today, we're going to talk about a date that's right around the corner. We are recording on July 15th, 2023. We're going to talk about the significance of July 25th. So, el 25 de julio Whoa. is a big day in Puerto Rico, both actually politically and spiritually. And even long before it became an official holiday, it was an important anniversary. What we're going to do is we're going to start with the heavy stuff, and then we'll get a little bit lighter. So, Chris, please take it away. So let's go back a tiny bit first. We know that Spain controlled Puerto Rico from the time of Christopher Columbus until the Spanish-American War of 1898. Well, the date that the U.S. troops landed in Puerto Rico to wrest control was July 25th, 1898. They arrived on the southwest coast in what is now the town of Guanica. July 25th would come to be known as Occupation Day. Three years later, on July 25th, 1901, free trade began between Puerto Rico and the United States. Now, from 1898 until the 1950s, the U.S. pretty much governed the island. Even the first governors appointed were American, until 1947 when Congress passed the Elective Governor Act to allow Boricuas to vote for their own governor every four years. Without going into too much detail, which we can do another time, suffice it to say that Puerto Ricans started working with the U.S. Congress to let them take a more active role in the rest of their own lawmaking and government structure and therefore future. They wanted more self-determination. I'm sorry, can I jump in real quick? Absolutely. Okay. So I should have probably clarified this before. We're saying Puerto Rican and we're saying American. We, we are making a distinction for the show that Puerto Rican means the people on the island. American means the people on the mainland. But as of 1917 with the Jones Act, Puerto Ricans did become American citizens. So we know, I'm not trying to say that, you know, dis I'm not trying to separate Puerto Rican from American mm -hmm. in, in terms of citizenship. We're right. all American citizens. 
But it's just for clarity that we say we distinguish Puerto Rican from the American. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. That was a great interjection. Thank you. <laughs> Please continue. Thank you. What came out of these efforts was Puerto Rico's very own constitution. On July 25th, 1952, Puerto Rico's first elected governor, Luis Munoz Marin, signed this new constitution into law and proclaimed the island the Commonwealth of Puerto Rico. This would allow them to hold democratic elections and basically have more control over decisions made on the island. This historic day is called in Spanish La Conmemoración del Estado Libre Asociado. Nice. <laughs> in English, Commonwealth Constitution Day, a.k.a. Puerto Rican Constitution Day. It's a government holiday. And that's how it has remained ever since. And I will leave it there for now. Yeah, that's a big, big debate, whether independence or become a state or stay uh, a commonwealth. Okay. They've always voted to stay a commonwealth, but, you know, there's always a lot of fighting and mm -hmm. political discussions right. about the status. So, but that's for another time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I want to forward to 1980-something. Mm. Mm -hmm. One half of Boricua American is born. Yay! Yay! Not me, though. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, my, I like how you said, oh. <laughs> like, I don't know when you were born. <laughs> my beautiful younger sister and co-host, Giovanni. She makes the show a lot more fun. Yovi, happy birthday. I hope you are having a wonderful day. Feliz cumpleaños! Feliz cumpleaños. So now we're going to switch gears a little bit because there is also some religious and spiritual observances on July 25th. It is the feast day of St. James. In Spanish, I should have you do the Spanish. You want me to do it? <laughs> In Spanish, Las Fiestas de Santiago Apostol. Is Thank that all right? you. That's good. <laughs> okay, it's going to be tough going forward because the previous one, as well as I may or may not have done it, I had actually practiced that a few times. <laughs> but I didn't look at anything beneath that area. Oh, even better. Okay, great. <laughs> Let me know. Cue me when it's time. Okay. <laughs> So Santiago translates to St. James, Santiago, through all this etymology, etymology I will spare everyone, the history. But anyway, it translates to St. James in this case. So James, a.k.a. Santiago, is the patron saint of Loisa, Loisa, sorry, I always mispronounce that, Loisa. Did you want me to take that? No. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> a city which is about a half hour east of San Juan. The origins of this tradition date back to when Spain, a heavily, heavily Catholic country, defeated the Moors in the 1500s, around the time that they colonized and settled on Puerto Rico. Although St. James Day is observed in a number of towns throughout Puerto Rico, including Aibonito, Fajardo, Guanica, and Santa Isabel, the biggest and most well-known celebration on the island takes place in Loiza. I've never been to Puerto Rico during the summer, so I have never been to the festival, but I've read about it. I've seen pictures and video, and it mm. looks like a great time. Mm. It looks like so much fun. So if we ever get the chance to check it out, we must. That's, you know, I never realized that until you just said that, that we never went there in the summer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm thinking we were there for New Year's, we were there for Christmas. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, even. yep. Yeah. And then, I, yeah, yeah, Thanksgiving, that's what I was thinking of. I was yeah. like, oh, October. And then February, I think, one year. Yep. Oh, wow, we got to do this. So the, this festival, 
which is a blend of African and Spanish traditions, is more than just reenacting the battle of the Spaniards versus Moors. It's more than just honoring St. James slash Santiago, who the Spanish love and chose as their patron saint because they think he directly helped them win their war, like he actually appeared to help them. The festival honors African influence on Puerto Rican culture. And remember, Puerto Rican culture was only created 500 years ago, right? With the blending of the native Tainos, the European colonizers, the settlers, and the African slaves that they brought over, mostly from West Africa. Even though Puerto Rico is pretty small, it's diverse. Some parts of the island have heavier African influence, some have heavier Spanish, some have the Taino roots they're closest to, it just depends. And it's crucial to keep all those traditions alive, and in Loisa especially, to maintain the contributions of the African people to our culture. If I may. Yeah. I'm learning a lot of this from your podcast, but just to clarify, Mm -hmm. it was originally, like, before 500 years ago, it was just the Tainos? Yes. Okay. And then they became super diverse when they started bringing everybody over. Yeah. Columbus landed. Right. Yeah, and then the the Spaniards started coming, and then other groups of Europeans through the years as well. But first wash wave was the Spaniards, Uh and then they needed slaves to work the plantations. There were all these sugar plantations. A lot of them were along the coast, Uh which Loisa's on the coast, so um, that's one reason that there's that's a heavy population of the yeah the Afro Caribbean. Um, so anyway, the, the Europeans needed um, slaves to work the plantations. They brought them all over in the slave trade of those days. And so everyone, the, every group that came over came with their traditions and beliefs. Wow. Just like if we were to move to Japan, like we'd still right. want to celebrate Christmas. Yeah. And we'd still want to believe what we believe. So that's what they were doing. But they, the slaves had to find a way to practice their religion and their beliefs on the down low. Right. <laughs> because uh, Spain was Catholic. And that was the law of the land. It was like, you're a Catholic or you're a nothing. Like, you're in wow. big trouble. So, yeah, it was it was really serious. So they had to find a way to blend their traditions. And they blended it with the Spanish traditions. Uh-huh. So you have this Feast of Santiago, which is obviously a very Catholic, very European tradition. Mm-hmm. And as we will see, they're able to blend it with their music and their stuff. I just find it fascinating. Yeah, definitely. Okay. (laughs) So, yeah, so our culture is only... Oh, I'm sorry. So you had started to say, so the Tainos, they weren't completely decimated. Like, uh, it used to be thought that we were, the Tainos became extinct because, you know, after the Europeans came and and there were fights and there was disease and famine and a lot of them, they they refused to work the plantations. They're like, we're not going to be your slaves. Mm -hmm. Um, And a lot of them ran and hid. Mm -hmm. So... There was a, 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 f- a number of Tainos who were able to escape. Mm-hmm. And that's why we, like Puerto Ricans, still have some Taino in their blood right. to some degree. Right. And the Europeans, the Africans, like, and Tainos, like all those, there's elements like from the food and the music and the instruments and, and traditions and, and spiritual beliefs. It just all started to blend a little from here, a little mm-hmm. from there, a little from there. Right. So, yeah, Puerto Rican culture is only as old as that. Yeah. So we can, you know, we can dig deep. We just started digging a little bit. So thank you, Chris, mm-hmm. for the question. Sure. We we can dig deeper. We can we could do multiple episodes on all the origins, the politics, the meanings, everything behind every part of the festival and the history. But, you know, we can do take it tackle a little by little in the future. 
And uh, I'm available to sit in if you, if oh. you need me. <laughs> Again, of course. Thank you. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about what goes on during the festival, shall we? Yeah. First of all, it is 10 days long. This year, it goes from July 21st to the 30th. And there are parades, there's local music, there's food, arts, crafts. There's even a 5K this year. Oh, my God. Yeah. The music is traditionally bomba, which was brought to the island by the African slaves. That's one of the things. That's another thing we could talk about is how bomba is the music of resistance, a way that they came up with expressing themselves, expressing their anger over their oppression, and a way of communicating and that's something that the plantation owners would not be able to understand. There's different variations of bomba. There's bomba with machetes where they would practice their self-defense. And the plantation owners would say, oh, they're just dancing and singing. No big deal. But they didn't know that it was really, they were saying like, fuck you to the plantation owners. And planning revolts and trying to figure out a way to get out of this system. There's a big resurgence of bomba. Oh, I'm getting heated. Uh. <laughs> So, and it's hot in here. <laughs> so the music, the bomba music, of which there is a resurgence right now. In fact, I want to give a shout out to Tostones. He's a Puerto Rican who lives in L.A. now. He's a musician. He is a choreographer. He's a percussionist. Like He's so talented. He's worked with Bad Bunny. And I have had the privilege of taking a couple of bomba classes with him in L.A. And I saw recently on his Instagram that he was in Paris. Bomba in Paris. Anyway, the, the music is characterized by heavy percussion, drumming. It's a call-and-response style of singing and improvised dancing. And we actually talked about the basics of Bomba in episode 27. So if you want a little bit more Bomba 101, check that out. Chris, I want you to take us through some of the key characters that come out to play. I would love to. All right. But I need to stop the progress again with another question. Okay. Or actually, it might be like a two-parter, and I'm... Sorry if you've already covered this or if you're going to cover it. Okay. Um, this festival, yes. does it go on in multiple locations all over the island? Or is it like one thing in one place? This is the biggest one on the island. So there's other towns that will, of which St. James is the patron saint. And they may have their own little celebrations. Mm -hmm. But this is definitely like the biggest one. Okay. So yeah, people come from, I guess, all over to go to that one. My next question is, are your parents going? Good question. You know what? I should ask because they're never in Puerto Rico during the summer oh, either. Oh, that's true. That's but this right. year they might be, so oh. I will ask if they have plans. Let's send yeah. them. <laughs> I know they don't venture into the city very often yeah. at all, so it's kind they of a may hall. not. That is kind of a hall from where they are. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so there's some key characters that come out during the festival that are part of the festival. And um, traditionally, they're portrayed by men. First, you have the Spanish knights known as caballeros. These are the quote-unquote good guys. They're dressed in elaborate, colorful, fancy garb. They represent the force for good. Then you have the vejigantes, who we covered in episode 10. These are the bad guys, the enemies of the Spanish caballeros. They represent evil, or traditionally, the Moors. Sorry, Sorry no offense. <laughs> They are dressed in what can be what can best be described as colorful, billowy, clown-like costumes, and they wear horned, painted masks made of coconut shells, two of which we have hanging on our living room wall. Yep. 
Courtesy of, I'm going to give a shout out to my friend in Salt Lake City, Ali Arrocho, A-L-L-I-A-R-O-C-H-O on Instagram. She is a vejigante artist, super talented, super cool. Please go and support her if you can. She will make you a custom-made vejigante mask. And when we went uh, to Utah, we went to her studio where she hosted us and gave us all this history on the vejigantes and we played drums and music and stuff. And I said, I want a vejigante mask. I said, just base it on whatever you know about me. And she just uh, talked to me for like a few minutes and she, she made the perfect mask. And she, they, she sent it to us a couple weeks later, and they're freaking amazing. Yeah. It's cool to have something so unique like that. All right. All right who's, who's next? <laughs> you also have Los Viejos, who represent the poor. Sometimes they beg for money. Their costumes are made of rags, and their masks are made of flimsy material like paper. And finally, you have Las Locas which, despite the feminine for locas, are actually men dressed up as women and who run around making mischief and entertaining the crowds. The patron saint is well represented, too. There are three different statues of St. James, one for men, one for women, and one for children. There are processions for each one on different days. Attending a Catholic church service, a.k.a. Mass, is a big part of the festival period. But Chris... Yes, Nancy. <laughs> is St. James the only person that we are <laughs> talking about? <laughs> well, Nancy, St. James may have the bigger rager, but he isn't the only one whose feast day is July 25th. Did you know this, what you're about oh to say? Oh, my God. I did not. <laughs> I just read ahead in the notes. <laughs> this is also the feast day of St. Christopher who happens to be the patron saint of travelers. So, St. James and St. Christopher. It's me and my brother. That's important because a huge part of Puerto Rico's economy is tourism. He was tall and strong. This is St. Christopher? Yes. Mm. (laughs) Interesting. Well, they didn't know when you were first born. (laughs) He was tall and strong and known to carry people safely across rivers. Which is pretty much what I'm known for, too. (laughs) One legend says that he carried a small child across a river without realizing it was Jesus Christ himself. Christopher is also the patron saint of motorists. And if you've ever driven or been a passenger in a car driven by a Puerto Rican in Puerto Rico, you know why you need divine protection. Oh, (laughs) I made him read that, ladies and gentlemen. Don't, don't. I have no idea what you're talking about. Sorry, but it's not a secret that island driving is insane. Yeah, I remember and that. Puerto Rico's not the only place, and LA is not a great place to drive either. So yeah, but but, it, well, it was weird. It was interesting because the first time we went there, we had to drive like three and a half hours mm-hmm. to get to where we were staying, and yeah, people were just from both sides just whizzing around you. But I also noticed, interestingly, it was never person. It, it was never personal. It was just, this is the way we drive. Yeah. Like, if you made eye contact with someone, they were just like, hey, how you doing? <laughs> As they're, like, whizzing in and out of traffic. Yeah. But it was never like, screw you, I'm going to cut you off. I mean, it was not the Jersey Turnpike. Right. 
It wasn't the 405 freeway. It wasn't the 405 either. Yeah, you're right. It's just the way they drive. Yeah. Yeah. Catholicism is not the only religion recognized at this festival either. Remember what we said before about relig- about the Africans coming and they obviously brought their beliefs mm-hmm. and their traditions. So African spiritual traditions are alive and well in Puerto Rico to this day. One of these is the Yoruba tradition from Nigeria. In fact, if you would like to know more, in episode 32, Santeria, we talked about how the African slaves had to disguise their religion behind Catholicism in order to survive their new environment. The two religions then were syncretized, in other words, blended, and became Santeria. So in the Yoruba tradition, there's a main creator god, just like in the Christian tradition. And beneath that main god, there are a bunch of mini-gods called Orishas. The Yoruba figured out that they could match up each Orisha to a Catholic saint. Because the Catholics have a whole bunch of saints too. So these are, the Africans could pretend to be worshipping the saints when they were truly, really worshipping their own gods just in disguise. They'd say, okay, like uh, St. James, well we have an Orisha that's similar because they have similar characteristics, whatever that may be. So we'll just say, yeah, 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 we're worshiping St. James, the facade of St. James, but they're really internally really praying to their Orisha, hmm. right? So one of these Orishas is called Agayu Sola or Aganju. So Aganju was a warrior. In nature, he's a raging river. River, St. Christopher crossed them, hmm. helping people. Mm-hmm. Right? Okay. In person, he's a warrior or a ferryman, 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 someone who helps transport people across rivers. And because of his similarities with the aforementioned St. Christopher, they got syncretized. So in other words, they got matched up together. Hmm. So if I'm practicing in the Yoruba faith, I'm saying, I'm telling the, the, the fucking plantation owners, yeah, yeah, I'm worshiping St. Christopher. I'm really worshiping mm-hmm. Aganju. Awesome. Okay. So it makes sense that they share the same feast day, July 25th. Another Orisha honored during the festivities of St. James is a female deity called Yemaya. She is the mother of all living things and queen of the seas and rivers. There's the rivers again. She's matched up with the Virgin Mary in Catholicism. At the festival, you might find a young lady dressed to represent Yamaya. Like she might be wearing a gorgeous blue dress, maybe like a mermaid-like style of dress. And she may even give you beads like in Mardi Gras. Now, I didn't have time this time around to like research that. Like, is there a connection between getting beads at the Festival of Santiago and getting beads in Mardi Gras in New Orleans? Mm. But anyway, I thought that was interesting Mm. Um, because I only think of getting beads at Mardi Gras in Mm -hmm. New Orleans, like somewhere else they do this. Oh, interesting. When we went downtown, I think when we were when you were researching Santeria, we went to that place where we bought uh, the incense. But they had all those statues of these gods that you're mentioning, didn't they? Yes. Right. On that festive note, I feel like that's a good place to wrap it up. Thank you, Chris. Yes. Thank you. I was wondering, oh, Yes. since um, this never happens, can I finish it up? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> but first, I just want to thank you, yeah. Chris, for oh, me? helping me co-host today. Uh, my pleasure. It's always a pleasure to podcast with you, Nancy. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for listening to the Boricua American Podcast. Please connect with us on social media or Insta and Facebook. Do you say Insta? 
Or did you just write that to save time? (laughs) Will people know what I'm talking about? If I say Insta, they're not going to know. On the Instagrams and Facebooks. Our contact info will be in the show notes, except for mine, I'm sure. (laughs) Please give us a rating and review. It helps a lot. And please tell a friend who you think might like the show. Hasta la próxima. <laughs> Bobarias. Bye. Bye. I'm, I was wondering if you were going to make me do that all in Spanish right after I asked if uh, I could do it. <laughs> do you want to try it? No. <laughs> Gracias por uh, lista. <laughs> no. yes. Escuchar a la Boricuan American Podcast. Conexión, por favor, con Tigo, Wigo. <laughs> con nosotros. Con nosotros de social media. <laughs> Las redes sociales. De media y sociales. Redes. Redes. Soci- sociales. Sociales. En. En Insta y, y Facebook. Yeah, I don't know that there's a Spanish for that. Carlibro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think that's all I can handle. We're going to talk about the significance of July 25th, since I said we're right around the corner already. (laughs) So (laughs) We're 10 days away. That's right around the corner, right? Yeah. To allow Boricuas to vote. How did I say that? Good. (laughs) You know what's funny? I I thought I saw your arm waving in the background. Oh. (laughs) But I thought I saw that before. I was like, oh, no, she's just. Oh, before it wasn't. Well, I just wanted to interject something. Yes. Around the same time that they connell. Fuck! (laughs) (laughs) Alright, if you can find in your notes where. What is it, an email? Yeah. It's like at the bottom of page two. The last sentence. The last. Look for what says episode 27. Where are you reading right now? What sentence are you on? Thank you for listening to the Boricua American Podcast. No, I'm just. (laughs) (laughs) There are three. Let me. I might have. Oh, okay. Okay. What's the matter? Wait, I was supposed to take over, but I don't know where we are. Okay. <laughs> I, says... I'm like reverting <laughs> back to fifth grade right now. Uh, Chris, <laughs> would you please read to the class? Uh, I um, I don't know where we are. Well, I went off on a tangent, <laughs> so this wasn't in my notes. Some of the okay, stuff. okay. <laughs> All right. Her last word was procession. <laughs> where? All right. I'll be cutting this out. <laughs>